a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. On February the 8th, 1996, important day in history, something called Section 230 became federal law. Now, I'm quite certain that most of you got up this morning and were not thinking about celebrating the 25th anniversary of Section 230, but somebody did, and she's going to help us understand it and look at how it actually impacts our day-to-day life and what changes could be coming that could affect big tech companies and smaller competitors, too. Uh, it's our favorite Shoshana Weissman is a fellow at the R Street Institute, works on occupational licensing reform, social media regulatory policy, and... Section 230. Happy 230 25th birthday, Shoshana. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, it's the 26th birthday of the 26 words. And um, you forgot one thing in, in my accolades that I'm a huge fan of the Wasatch Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We, 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 just, we just count that as standard issue now that we, we, we have you on and uh, we're just working to reel you all the way into the state of Utah. It's, it's a slow process, but we, we are on it and uh, everyone's working on that. Uh, but for our listeners who didn't wake up this morning thinking about Section 230, uh, give us just a quick snapshot of that and why it matters to all of us. Yeah, it's nuts to me that people don't wake up thinking about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So uh, it's funny because I don't like most things that government does, but this is one thing that it did that makes a lot of sense. So um, years ago, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street was being the Wolf of Wall Street doing fraud, doing really bad things. And some guy posted on a website called Prodigy. It was like an old Twitter or Facebook saying that they were frauds going off on them. Uh, so Prodigy sued the platform and sued the guy, or sorry, um, the Wolf of Wall Street sued the, the platform called Prodigy, and they sued the guy who said it, and they won. Uh, Prodigy didn't do anything wrong. The guy was actually right. He was actually a whistleblower, but um, the Wolf of Wall Street was able to silence them that way. So Ron Wyden, a senator then and a senator now, and former Representative Chris Cox created something known as Section 230. And it basically says that you can't sue platforms for their for user behavior. Um, The reason it worked out in court, um, the judge said, well, you said your platform's family friendly and this libel isn't family friendly. Um, So because they try to keep users safe, because they try to keep a family friendly environment, they were liable for everything on their website. And that's untenable, especially today. There's billions of posts online. There's no way that anyone could handle that liability. And even for smaller platforms, when they're starting out, when they want to compete with the big guys, having that liability would just be wild. And it creates this thing called the moderator's dilemma where you touch nothing, you don't try to protect users from scams or fraud or anything, and uh, they can't sue you. But you do try, and then you're liable for what you missed. 230 solves it, and it's something that's being challenged all over the country today, but something that I think is really, really important. Yeah, and as we look at that, of course, a lot of people are in this very interesting cross-section of where the bad content is coming from online, you know, and is it, is it big tech and is it the big tech's fault? Is it the, the dark corners of the, the internet and, and evil, uh, ill-intentioned bad guys? Uh, and so how, how do you get to that balance? Obviously, 
uh, the First Amendment matters uh, in a big way. And how do we make sure we protect that and that we're not setting up some kind of a police force or that we're giving all the power to big tech, which would make it even harder for smaller companies to break through and create new space for speech? Oh, yeah. So um, one thing is like Facebook stock fell a ton last week. And it was kind of funny because it they fell almost enough to make it so that they wouldn't be covered by a lot of legislative proposals. So I think when when something like that can happen, when just all of a sudden someone can fall out of the space, as, as happened with AOL, like AOL used to be a thing and now no one uses AOL. Um, and uh, MySpace used to be a thing. And some of these bills even cover MySpace, kind of not. So they're, you know, the the big tech isn't innocent. They have, they have you know, they're, they're not perfect. No platform is going to be perfect. But it's really important that we make sure that new players can come up and compete against them as they have and as they do. TikTok is now, I think, the biggest website or something like that. It, it hits some just absolutely nuts metric, and it's been outpacing its competitors. And even if you don't like TikTok, we want to make sure that something else can keep coming up and competing. When you put on in, immense liability, immense regulations that make it so if you grow to compete, um, you're just going to be saddled with all these burdens before you can lawyer up, as all the big tech companies already have. That's going to kill competition and make it so we can't have something better. You know, some platforms really upset me, and they I don't like them, and I want something to come to uh, to come and replace them. And even for the ones I do like, you know, something better might come along, and I want to keep those options open. It's it's a principle called regulatory capture when you make it so no one can really compete with the big guys, and that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, and so often those uh, big companies moan and whine and complain uh, about the regulations, but they sort of like them because it, it kind of keeps the <laughs> keeps those who can't afford the army of lawyers and lobbyists uh, out of the game. Uh, th- there's been some interesting uh, things coming out today. Heritage Fa- uh, Foundation conservative think tank came out guns a blazing uh, against Section 230 today. Uh, they're not the only critics of 230. Um, so what get give us a perspective from the critics uh, who want to do away with this law or, or change it heavily. Give us some of that perspective. Sure. So there's a lot of different kinds of opposition. Some people think that if you get rid of 230 or you change it in some way, it'll make it so you can't censor online speech. But that's not how it works, because when you main 230, you bring back the moderator's dilemma and you make it so that platforms trying to protect users are punished or they don't try to protect users at all, and then there's no liability. And that's not a great place to bring it back to when there is like actual dangerous stuff, on, dangerous stuff online, like child exploitation, like scams, romance scams are booming. We want to make sure that these companies are able to combat them. But then at the same time, like the same, um, you have just the opposite thing on, on the left, where the left is like, there's all this bad speech, Trump stuff should have been taken down sooner, you know, all this alt-right stuff, take it down. And when you have two people who believe completely opposite things on the same bill, you kind of think they're reading their wishes into it. If I want more and I want less, and we think we're both going to get our wishes from this, that's just not how it works. I think people are, they want to do something. They want to look like they're doing something. And I think some of these efforts are really earnest, but I also think that they're often misguided, that they don't, they're not narrowly targeted. They're not like, here's the problem. Here's how this would solve it. It's just like anti-big tech for its own sake without thinking, hey, this can stop the competition. This can uh, make platforms bad for users. Um, you know, one example I like to know is that in my Twitter messages for years, I used to get 
dozens and dozens of weekly um, messages from scammers, starting with like, hello, my dear. It really always started with that or something like it. Now I get maybe one a month. I don't know how they stopped it, but they're they're getting better at this stuff. They're getting better at taking down that content. And there's still issues with like what they are taking down, what they're not taking down, but we don't want to hamstring them so that they can't make their services better for users. Yeah. Okay. So now it's uh, Shoshana Weissman, ruler of the intergalactic empire for a day. Uh, what would you do uh, to make sure that we can strengthen free speech uh, and still have the right kind of protections for users? Oh, man. it's uh, So one, I, I would definitely keep 230. I think it's a really good law. Um, I would have more people criticize platforms intentionally, like very like, hey, here's the thing that bothers me. Um, and not just say, oh, look at this and this and this, you know, not the jumping around, but here's the problem. Here's some examples of it. Um, and then we'll kind of work together to fix it because sometimes that can work out great. There are groups that meet. There's, um, you know, there's certain tools that platforms can use to keep their users safer. There's certain like specific kind of examples where they can do that. But when everyone's just yelling at each other, just no one has incentive to fix everything. And it's just like, you know, kind of jumping from place to place. Another thing is that um, so platforms, when they find child exploitative content, which is horrible and just disgusting, they're the, the if we extended the amount of time they're able to keep it before they have to delete it, they could do better at finding that content by using certain technology to match those pictures to other pictures and keep finding it better. So making sure that they have the tools to combat the real bad stuff. Um, and also, real, it really is kind of everyone working together. There's a lot of holes in this. Um, a lot of the things people complain about, like one great example is saying, well, why can these com- companies operate in China, which is so abusive? Right. There's a real tension between, well, what if they operate there and give those people access to some liberalizing technologies, to freedom fighters there? That is something that's really important. But at the same time, when they have to comply with Chinese laws, it's you have to be able to weigh which is important. And I don't even know the answer, but I think it's something that we and politicians and activists need to think through rather than just saying, oh, why are they in China or um, why aren't they here? It's There's so many questions that I think we need to get a lot deeper on instead of just like yelling at things. There's real questions here and there's real things we can do. But so much of it is focused on demonizing and going after people rather than solving things. Yeah, fantastic. Shoshana Weissman, fellow at the R Street Institute, future resident of the state of Utah and intergalactic uh, ruler of all things Section 230. Shoshana, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. All right. We'll take a quick bottom of the hour news. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.